The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. to the Big Red Bench in Cork's or Red FM I am Valerie Wheeler and I'm with you until 7pm tonight and what a busy show coming up we have it is a big day tomorrow for our lady senior footballers we preview the All-Ireland Senior Football semi-finalist Cork take on Galway tomorrow on the show the host for ladies football podcast Jerry McCarthy has been chatting to Evie Fitzgerald Paddy O'Shea the coach stars Cy Valeri Roisin Phelan the Galway camp Tim Rabbit and Sharon Cooney and Emma Duffy from the 42.ie will be joining me to preview the game also let's get her take on it the dubs are currently in the All-Ireland semi-final against Cavan keeping a close eye on that and we've a super max voucher to give away for all you hungry fans out there tonight all that and more on the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM Good evening and welcome along to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. I am Valerie Wheeler and I'm with you until 7pm. We have plenty to get through through on the show tonight as our Cork ladies footballers are in action tomorrow. Um, plenty to chat about and plenty to preview. Also, a Supermax voucher. I did mention it, a €25 Supermax voucher. If it is for you, it's kind of like my treat day of a Saturday. Every night I drive home to Limerick, that's where I'm living, from Cork and I stop off in Mallow and get myself a Supermax. So if you would like a Supermax, what what you need to do right now is text Supermax and your details, your name and your location and your email address to 086-8104-106 right now on Cork's Red FM. And just before the end of the show, I will be calling out a winner. Now, let's get through today's news round before I get into previewing tomorrow's semi-final. So with Gaelic Games, Dublin and Cavan, as I mentioned, are in action in the All-Ireland uh, football semi-final. It is Dublin 10 points, Cavan 6, with 29 minutes on the clock. I'm just watching um, Dean Rock stepping up to take a free right now to make it 11-6. But the Dubs are looking to book their place in the decider for a sixth year in a row. Meanwhile, Cavan are on the back of winning their first Ulster title since 1997. They're not doing too bad, you know, they're sticking with them. Like only four points in it, which is great. Um, in the Camogie today, Down have beaten Antrim 4-16 to 2-10 in the All-Ireland Intermediate Camogie Championship Final at Kingsbrand Breffney Park. I was watching that game earlier on. It was absolutely unbelievable. Um, also, Armagh beat Cavan 19 points to 3-7 in the All-Ireland Premier Junior Camogie Final at Kingsbrand Breffney. That was the earlier game today. And in ladies football, Fermanagh beat Wicklow 2-9 to 12 points at Parnell Park in the All-Ireland Junior Ladies Football Final. Um, Burnley and Everton played out a one-all draw in the first game of the afternoon looking at the football Man City beat Fulham 2-0 at halftime um, or oh, they beat them 2-0 in general uh, in their Premier League game at the Etihad Raheem Sterling Kevin De Bruyne with the goals for Pep Guardiola's side and the half past five game was West Ham and they're entertaining Manchester United it's on about a half an hour at this stage and there is no score it's a goalless there and the late game is Chelsea they're hosting Leeds and that is on 8pm and 2,000 fans will be at Stamford Bridge tonight and Frank Lampard um, he did say earlier on that it would mean a lot to have them there so it's great to see fans back in the stadium and hopefully we'll be able to see them here soon enough. Um, Sunderland have appointed Lee Johnson as their new head coach. Um, he's a former Bristol City manager and he signed a two and a half year deal with the League One club. Also in rugby, Ireland beat Scotland 31 points to 16. Great. In their Autumn Nations Cup, third or fourth place playoff in the Aviva Stadium this afternoon. And um, England and France meet in the final at Twickenham tomorrow. Now, as I mentioned, tomorrow is a big day for Cork Ladies Football. Um, we have a big special tonight in the show. Uh, Jerry McCarthy does a jam-packed podcast every week on Ladies Football for us. And this week, you're going to hear the amount of work and promotion he puts into the game and does for Cork's Red FM. So Cork take on Galway in Parnell Park. And there was plenty of drama over the venues, which we will discuss later on on the show with Emma Duffy from the 42.e. Um, these were recorded before the change of venues, so there is no mention of the drama with these interviews. But maybe we're better off. We're better off giving the sport the recognition it deserves and not been talking about drama on the week of a big game. But first up is Ger, and here he is chatting to Cork manager Aoife Fitzgerald. Good. Thanks. Thankfully, we've a clean bit of health so far anyway. We have a week to go now, so, um, you know, there's a lot of competition for places there. Training very well, as you as you said there earlier and um, 
I suppose the Kevin game wasn't wasn't a huge test for us in the sense that you know it was a whatever 17 point victory but I think we've been progressing and our football has been getting better since we since we returned so we'll look for a big performance next week now and uh, um, you know if training is anything to go by I think we'll get it but you, you never know on the day particularly in this time of the year you know a lot could depend on the weather and you know different situations but we're, we're very happy with things so far anyway Is a lot of it at this stage for you about trying to cut out mistakes and things like going wrong obviously this is only you've only played two competitive matches at the amount of time people forget that with the ladies football championship but is it a case of the team that makes the least amount of mistakes will have a better chance of winning yeah I suppose it is and I suppose strength comes into it too this time of the year you know um, it's it's a different type of football you know so hopefully the Gaelic grounds will be in good condition I'm sure it will next week Um, and it's a big pitch so you know like our girls like the flow of the game you know we like you know the pitches to be as big as we can uh, because we have very good footballers but um, but all in all there are lots of mistakes I don't think I think they're unavoidable really when you look at the the weather we've had over the last while we've had an amount of rain Um, but our handling is getting better you know we work quite a bit on that in in training and I suppose the focus is on really getting possession rather than you know in the summer you can kind of be thinking what you're going to do with it before you get it but this time of year it's a little bit different so um, but we just have to adapt to the conditions it's the same for everybody but I think most of the games this year uh, have been very very close you know you know if you look at you know Dublin's results Galway's results our own results I suppose against Kerry mm-hmm. and that they're very close games and you know um, but I do think we're improving our fitness levels are improving our sharpness is improving and they'll need to be next week because Galway obviously been, they were finalists last year and they've been there thereabouts for a number of years and they have some excellent players so um, we know it'll be it'll be a tough encounter but that's what we wanted this time of the year um, You didn't get a chance to play them in the league before things locked down for Covid but similar paths in that they came through two one point victories over Tip and Manon and as you said and as you would have seen yourself they are very much on the same path as yourselves slowly improving with every game but what I like most about you in the last two games is that you seem to have improved in all areas of the pitch you got a little bit better a little bit tighter at the back and that full forward line I wanted to ask you about uh, Searsha Darren and Anya Terry played really well in very difficult conditions against Cavan I know you put a score up but the conditions and the pitch and the time of the year you must be very pleased with the way your forwards are progressing at the moment yeah well th- those three girls are th- they're three very strong footballers um, as well as having fantastic skill levels so um, we're delighted with them but um, but I think it's generally we've only had three games we had one challenge match against Dublin and then the games were pulled from us so we've really only had two, two championship matches really to get ourselves prepared so um, and as I say hopefully from from the point of view of, of match practice it wasn't ideal but I think there's a freshness there as well. I think you know the bonus of it is that the girls are very, very fresh. They're very hungry for training. It's it's nearly harder to get them off the pitch now than to, you know uh, once they go out there. You know, so from that point of view, I think there's a massive hunger there. You know, we've had a lot of time off over the summer, and um, girls have been able to recharge their batteries. You know, the likes of Kira, who've who've been going for years and years and years, got a good break hmm. um, and just did the training that they felt like doing themselves, which was fantastic. So I think they've come back very, very fresh, um, very focused, and and as I say, looking forward to the challenge next week um, Roisin Phelan coming into that full back slot has allowed Hannah Looney play around the middle of the park with Mauro Callan two of them played really well in the two games thus far I'm not suggesting that they'll be there today at the game it's yeah. Galway but their positions that they've played so far this year am I right in saying at this time of the year from a management point of view are you looking to get players nailed down in positions or is it a case of working to a system that will suit you best against Galway well I think we're looking at I suppose a bit of both really but you know we, we, we have a system we're developing a system um, but what we essentially what we want is that we have two girls more or less able to play in, every, in, in any position you know so this is great competition for places number one but also if anybody gets injured or isn't available um, that we have somebody who can slot in and who knows the system and you know and is equally as adept at, at performing as the girl that's in there originally so um, again that's been a work in progress for us obviously losing well, I suppose losing Marie Ambrose and, Lu- and Laura Manny have been blows to us during the year you know Laura had really settled into a wing back position and um, and was dealt a blow with her, with her crew it and stuff so um, but I think the girls have reacted very very well you know they've trained very hard and the new girls have given us a freshness you know Eric O'Shea coming in there and Abby O'Mahony and yeah. you know if Saiv O'Leary they're chomping at the bits to get a game and the, the, the biggest problem for us to be honest about it is we, we can pick 15 fine for any game but um, picking the substitutes and the girls that we ha- can't bring to the games it's really is very very difficult we I think we spent two hours last week trying to trying to you know get as good a combination as we could in terms of what we'd need going forward but also to, right, trying to be fair to the girls who are training all the time you know so we had girls in one week and maybe not in another week even though they didn't play so I don't think that you know I think if we were able to bring eight more players to the game I can't see how that would impact on 
on on the COVID situation. You know, if they were dispersed in the stand and, and that. Um, and I hope now next week that you know there'll be some sense of of cop on in terms of, of of us being able to to bring the girls who have been because they've been doing training every bit as hard as, as the other girls. So I think it's only fair that they could at least attend the match anyway. Um, I mean, I know that decision is all of our hands, but I do think um, like we've been coming together. Like I was anti the competition going ahead from from day one because of the the COVID situation and you know having elderly parents and dragging girls from all over the county and all over the country. But it is what it is now, and we're here and we're in the semi final. And I think the work that's been put in by by all of those girls out there um, should be at least recognised in terms of being able to attend the games. What dictates your thinking now between here and, and the match in terms of trying to settle on a team first of all, and then and those subs? Is it how they perform in training, or do you have it? If it took you two hours, as you said, like it's it, it is a very difficult thing to do. It's not funny at all. But yeah. what dictates your thinking coming into a semi final like this? No. Well, it's how they perform in training. Really, that's the only gauge we have. Um, and obviously, the two games we've played, um, you know, we, we did make a few changes, and, and you know, we've used different personnel, um, bringing on different girls and that. But over the next week and a bit, it will be. I suppose the, the torture will be dictated by how they perform and as well as that injuries who knows you know we have the Camogie girls um, playing tomorrow and you know we wish them luck and hopefully they can come through that semi-final um, but you know they can get injured there easily enough and in the next you know we have four sessions left I suppose before the game anything can happen there so it's just but I'm very confident in the girls we have and they're maturing all the time you know it's a big you know it's, it's a big step up to come from, from club football to into county football but I do think that the girls we brought in have given a new freshness and I've given the older girls that kind of emphasis to drive on a little bit more as well and there's nothing like competition um, you know to drive you on in training and like we, we always preach that you know what you do in training is what you do in a game so we try and keep the intensity up as much as we can and I think this year above all years I've been involved and maybe maybe by the first we have massive competition for places and when we do A versus B games and that in training you know the competition is fierce and you know it's worthwhile it just doesn't fade away or one team isn't isn't hammering another you know and that's great for as I say it's great for the girls in terms of them honing their skills and having to do things at a higher pitch but it's also great for us um, in terms of giving us the options going forward Cork manager Evie Fitzgerald are chatting there ahead of the semi-final tomorrow they're playing Cork Cork star Cy Valeri she's up next um, Jer started off by asking her how are things in the Cork camp ahead of the game yeah to be fair everything's going as well as it could be in the camp um, I feel like trainings have been really good and intense throughout the weeks and we're really just gunning for the semi-final now to take on Galway. Those training sessions and those A versus B matches and just the intensity of the drills considering with or without the Camogie girls when they're not there when they are there you're in around 30-35 players pretty intensive going and you know you, you, you've got to be on it I would imagine from the minute training starts. Yeah definitely I feel like your mindset must kind of be ready well before training actually starts so the hour before, like the car journey, want to be kind of getting ready for it. Um, but yeah, we're lucky we have so much numbers in the camp because when girls are injured and stuff, every day we every we get um in like a fifteen versus fifteen every now and then. Um, and you know, like I feel like it's as good as playing another kind of team because our like our subs is as good as the starting team, so it's very competitive that way. How beneficial for you, and I've asked you this before in a previous interview, but how beneficial is it to have Quivo Callan and Orla Finn there with you? Yeah, it's very nice to be fair because, you know, you'd be used to playing with them in club and it's nice to just have a bit of familiarity. Um, and, you know, it's nice to have a familiar face there as well. And just to be representing Kinsale is lovely. Mm. It, it, now, it seems like a bit of a cliche to say it, but for the size of the squad, from my observations of your training sessions, it does seem like a very happy camp. And it seems, no, it is, it is intense and it's competitive, absolutely. But there seems to be a very good and positive vibe. I mean, is, has that been helped by the fact you're in the middle of a pandemic and everybody seems to be gunning and, as you said, looking forward to training? Yeah, definitely. I suppose everyone kind of, like, we realise how important it is to us now because there's nothing else going on in our lives at the moment. So I suppose like we all, when we're at trainings together, we enjoy seeing other people's faces because usually, you know, you'd be in at the house on your own most of the day. But so it's lovely just to get out and see everyone. And we're all just, I feel like this year, especially it's anyone, it's any counties like all Ireland this year. I feel it's really up in there. You've seen that against in the men's football. So 
I feel this year, like we're just giving it everything and hopefully, you know, it'll pay off in the end. You certainly are giving it everything. You were pushed all the way by Kerry that first day down in Tralee and then above in Burr, a very, very cold Burr in County Offaly against Cavan. Mm-hmm. Um, it took you a while to get going, but once you did, you fell into that groove and you made an instant impact off the bench. You came on late, in, not too late in the game, but your first touch, you took a pass to the defender and you scored a terrific goal into the bottom corner. Uh, a lovely moment for you? Yeah, I was delighted to be fair, just to get the chance really to just show what you can do, I suppose. You know, whenever you're giving that chance, um, as a player, I feel you really have to take it. So I was just delighted that I could, I use my speed, I suppose, to get past and just settle down to take that moment, you know. How frustrating is it for somebody who's on the fringes of the starting 15 when you know you want to go in and make an impact, but you might not get the opportunity to do so? Yeah, I feel like you really have to just keep a positive mindset and like you have to realise, I suppose there is such competition for places throughout the team and especially Cork have always have had a very um, talented full forward line. So I suppose sometimes it depends on who we're playing and I suppose I can bring speed in terms of that way. So I suppose like in terms of the carry match, it depends like that was maybe was a different setup. So that way you just kind of have to take it on the chin and depending on what suits the team, you just kind of have to like, you know, keep positive and when you're needed, then you take that opportunity. So, And so yeah. is, it, is it also a case of reminding management of your ability in front of goal in those training matches? Yeah, I suppose it's nice to show them what I can do and just to make... The, yeah, I suppose like you always have to prove yourself. But, um, you know, I feel throughout trainings, they kind of, they see us anyway. But like, you know, it's nice in the cabin game to show that I could like keep settled in the game, you know, because I feel that was the first probably, um, it was actually my first um, inter-county goal, I think. But, you know, just to show that I could keep settled in the game. Everyone's really fighting for their position and especially this week, we really have to just knuckle down and just make sure you get on even team sheet because there's loads of girls who, like, there's a bunch of talent and they're still not making the 30. So it is incredibly hard to get on the team sheet even. Um, so, yeah, you just kind of have to prove yourself and just keep calm in the trainings to not kind of just keep settled and just, you know, if you get the opportunity, pop it over the bar, you know. Very good. Uh, can I ask you about the coaching team? Because they speak quite highly, uh, very highly of you. The likes of Paddy O'Shea, the likes of uh, Ify Fitzgerald, um, Dominic Gallagher, just to name off the top of my head. But are they very hands-on in training with somebody like yourself? Or do they, do they come to you in, in the middle of training? Or do they have a chat with you before or outside of it? Just with what they're looking for from you? Um, I suppose they wouldn't come to me individually often. But even... The last night of training, we had shooting and like they often give tips, even like you know, feedback. So that was very good. Like Paddy especially came over um, and he just like sometimes I nearly go too fast for my liking. I need to settle down when I'm shooting. So he just said that to me and I was like, I, I knew myself, but it was good to hear from him as well. Um, and, you know, they're all kind of, Efi always has a chat with us throughout end and it's always like it's actually so inspiring and um, the last day me and Ian McCoy were just saying like he'd really like the way the tone of his voice is something you'd really take from his message from it so it was um good that way you know Cork star Cyber Leary chatting to Jerry McCarthy who hosts the podcast every week in the ladies football ahead of their game tomorrow now West Ham lead Man City no, sorry, Man United won nil in their Premier League game. Guy Swindles is at the London Stadium. Let's take a listen. West Ham won, Manchester United nil. The corner was flicked on by Declan Rice and there was Thomas Suchek at the far post completely unmarked to prod home from about a yard out. It didn't matter that it wasn't a classic. The 2,000 fans here went suitably berserk. West Ham won, Manchester United nil. <laughs> went berserk, I like that. Guy Swindles at the London Stadium there for that game. Um, it is, of course, we're going to keep going with the... 
preview of tomorrow's ladies football but it is half time in the All-Ireland Senior Football our semi-final it is Dublin 12 points Cavan 7 you know Cavan did get off to a great start some lovely scores but um, let's hope Cavan can do it I'd be very excited if you hear me roaring in the background of all these previews you know that Cavan have got a goal or something but let's continue tomorrow's preview for the Cork Ladies head coach of Cork Ladies Football chatting to Jer. his name is Paddy O'Shea here we go yeah, it's been good actually the last three or four weeks because any any injury issues that we had or even any COVID-related related issues with girls who had to isolate for one reason or another, they all kind of started clearing up and we, we got our numbers went up and up. Bar the Camogie girls, as you mentioned, who we don't have once a week. Um, so it's been building nicely in terms of personnel the last three weeks, I'd say. And in turn, then that just builds the competition as well when the numbers are that big in training. Yeah, there's that word again, competition for places. I mean, a squad of 35 plus players um, from speaking to Efi as well, like it's, it's hard enough to pick the starting 15. It's getting, leaving old players who won't be able to attend must be absolutely difficult at this time of year. Yeah, and if you go back to our, our cabin game, um, the night before we called a team, we all met, the management team met. We had the first 15 picked um, a lot shorter than we had the first 30 picked. And then we had to pick another eight who couldn't travel, which is gut-wrenching, really, from all of us. It's the last thing we want to do. And trying to explain that to the girls who are putting it into they don't travel to the game is extremely difficult. But, like, literally picking the first 30 took twice as long as picking the, the 15 that would start. It's that intense in training, and the girls are bringing that intensity. So they're, they're, they're creating that competition themselves, which is, you know, it leads to those hard decisions, but it's what's required in the end if we are to be successful. Yeah, and this is the thing. I mean, you need squ- you need in- you need depth in your squad, and you need competition. You have both of those things. But when do you re- when do yourself and Efi kind of finalise that starting fifteen? Is it later in the week? Do you have to wait and see another couple of sessions to see how people are going? Yeah, so I would say we'll leave it until after Wednesday night session, and we'll have a team picked so we can name it at Friday session. That that's generally how we operate, or that's how we've operated so far this season anyway. So, I mean, you know, you, you would be discussing it all the time, but you can't really finalise it until just before the last session because even in the last session you could pick up an injury or two, so, you know, you have to be just use the box clever. Um, and boxing clever is something you'll have to do against this Galway team. They're nothing, it's not a team you haven't seen before or met before. Um, the kind of line I've been using with, your other, with the other coaches with, with Ify is that they've had two extremely difficult tests against both Tip especially against Tip in their first game and then Monaghan um, you've also had two tough tests but those are the kind of games even short of games because of Covid you need those types of tests and you need those types of tests in the conditions that you've played as well Yeah and it's actually a thought across my mind today that in both Galway's games against Tipperary first of all and then against Monaghan they went right down to the wire where they were kind of one in the last couple of minutes we haven't had that experience yet ourselves um, you know that, that that's money in the bank for Galway to come through those tests late in the games whereas we kind of had our job done leading into the last 10 minutes or so really like so we haven't had that scenario yet um, you know yourself no Joe, with, with the amount of um, stats and video analysis and all this kind of stuff on games we have bags and bags of information from Galway from this year and last year um, you know you kind of you kind of you can you kind of work your way through that but you pick out the main points that you have to focus on and I don't like giving too much attention then in the end to the opposition. I'd like to, you know, Efi and Connor, Dominic, all the lads will do that. I like to kind of put all my attention or 90, 90% of it anyway on our team and on what we do. And I'd like to think that Galway will be um, worrying about us as much as we will about them. Is it, does, did it matter that you didn't face them in the league just before the lockdown or would it have made any difference really coming into a semi final of an All Ireland? No, 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 no. And, and in, anything that's happened last year, this year, the, the league being cut short, uh, even our first two games, their first two games, it's all going to come down to on the day and mentally as much as physically, you know, it's going to come down to who wants it more and whose attitude is better and those 50-50 balls in this type of year or this type of weather that, that's ultimately what it comes down to in my mind anyway two good football insights that, that goes no question so mentally is a huge factor and just on that without giving away anything are you happy where you're at at the moment or do you just feel you need to go up another percent or two between here and the final or is this as much as you could ask from the players at this time of the year now anyway I, I, I'm, I'm very happy anyway from what I've seen so far last since the Cavan game 
our game was due to be played this weekend as you know and if we were playing that game tomorrow I think we're prime zone we're ready to go tomorrow we could go there tomorrow and I'd be extremely confident we have the extra week we've been building nicely upwards towards this conversation now we'll say before tomorrow I'm just hoping that we build another couple of steps between tomorrow Wednesday and Friday Experience is key here obviously for yourselves but for the more experienced players in the squad to help the likes of Eric O'Shea and a few others that have kind of come on this year um, that's very very important especially in these these really kind of as you said it looks like it's going to be a very close game and one step from an All-Ireland yeah, experience is key, yeah. and as you said, we have girls who have plenty of experience. There's plenty of girls there who have a couple of All-Ireland medals in their back pockets, and with more Abbey girls who have huge experience together at All-Ireland level at club as well. And I think if you look at us now, for me, looking at our squad now, compared to a week before Kerry, we're after progressing so well, uh, we're a much, much stronger unit. And a lot of that is down to the fact that we have those experienced girls in training sessions we're really leading the way for the younger girls like Erica, like Abby O'Mahony. So, yeah, they, to be fair, they're, they're playing their part. And on the day, you know, they're going to have a big role to play there as well. Paddy O'Shea chatting to Jerry McCarthy, head coach of the ladies footballers, before their game tomorrow against Galway. Now, Dublin lead Cavan 12 points, 7 at half time in the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship semi-final. Maura Trassany Callig is at Croke Park. Half time, Cavan 7 points, Dublin 12 points. It says a lot about the magnificence of Dublin that Cavan have been playing really well, but yet the All Ireland champions have cruised to a five point lead without much stress. Cavan made the dream start. They registered the first score of the game after a well worked point from Martin Riley. Going for scores whenever the chance arose as well. Their midfield is performing excellently, but so are vital Dublin parts. Dean Rock, obviously known for his free taking, has been scoring beautifully from play as well. So far, he has five points to his name. Dublin have had their goal chances, but so far have chosen to go over the bar Niall Scully attempted one but he was well blocked by Raymond Galligan at the 30 minute mark but Cavan are giving away possession too easily half time here it is Cavan 7 points Dublin 12 points yeah both teams just back out on the pitch now 30 minutes and could there be a massive upset in the football championship well I certainly hope so and I hope there's no dubs listening and I'm sorry if you are but wouldn't it be just wonderful the year that it is 2020 um, the ref is just going in to throw in the ball but let's continue our preview of tomorrow's ladies football Ball action, and I'll come back to the football in just a little bit and give you the scores. Roisin Feeling, she's up next from the car camp, and she was chatting to Joe McCarthy. Yeah, you know, I took a year out last year with for work commitments and things, and um, that really took its toll. You know, you kind of forget how much a big part it is of you to be playing um, to such a high level. And um, I was encouraged to go back in this year by by family and friends, and I'm glad I did. You know, I'm a much happier person when I'm playing football to a high level, and um, it's been great to get back, really. Um, obviously you've had plenty of competition in the Dublin Championship with St. Bridget's but home, did you realise how much you missed Intercounty until until you actually got back and started training again? Yeah, not hugely like, you know, there is a huge stand, a great standard of football in Dublin and um, it's just something that I kind of miss more like I've, I've grown up with those girls like, you know, that I play Cork with and um, it was a big shock to the system not playing um, and it was okay during the winter months but come the summer you, you know you're kind of edging edging to want to play again and um, I'm glad I came back into it now even with the year that's in it it's been a, it's been a really good experience to be back in it though. Yeah, it has been the most unusual of years, but you don't look like you've missed a step, or at least the matches that I've seen you playing in anyway. But as you said, that that camaraderie and that bond between the current Cork team and the girls that have come in over the last twenty four months, it's clearly it's clearly evident when we see when I see you train or when I see you play. Um and how much though, um you've out, you're obviously enjoying your intercounty football. How much are you enjoying your football up in Dublin, which as you said is of a, a very, very high standard at club level? Yeah, no, it's great. To be fair, the girls really welcomed me in with open arms, and it was a, it was a big decision to kind of transfer clubs at the time. And um, I was incredibly grateful to have a friend they did for me, and hopefully at some point I might be able to get back to them. But um, it's uh, it, yeah, it's really good to be playing. You know, there's a really high standard up there, and we've got good coaches in, and there's a lot of um, Dublin players around that around the club set up as well. So it's been really good to play with them, and to be really welcomed in as one of their own. Um, you've played two very intense championship matches against Kerry down in Tralee and then against Cavan up in Burr in County Offaly um, both very different conditions the Tralee pitch was in excellent shape the Burr pitch a bit heavier um, how difficult is it without challenge matches Roisin um, to get up to speed it's a big ask of inter-county players and especially at this time of year yeah it's, it's, it's 
Yeah, exactly. Like as, as you said, the conditions then they can change. You know, as in that one pitch is great, another pitch is a little bit heavier, and um, even airing things like that out on pitches can be can be a really big help. Um, obviously, that was five restrictions kicked in just before um, the county schedule kicked off, so we didn't get in as many challenge matches as we'd have liked, and you kind of saw there, like as in hopefully we've we've kicked off all the cobwebs, but it it does take some time for a team to gel, particularly without. Uh, without competitive matches for such a long stream of time you know as in um, while the ABBs we have are great and there's great competition in them there is a bit of familiarity there and it's, it's good to play against other teams and other setups and see what see what you're really made of Indeed, and you're going to see exactly what you're made of uh, on Sunday against Galway. You would have come across Galway quite a lot in your career. They are, under Tim Rabbit, they're a very, very well-drilled side, very, very experienced side as well, and have come through uh, two very hard-fought victories over Tipperary and Monaghan. But, you know, any game against Galway isn't easy at the best of times, but in All-Ireland semi-final, the stakes are much higher. How important is it, your previous experience of playing Galway going to be? Yeah, like I mean, there's a good blend in our team of youth and experience, which I think is a really good a good blend to have. Um, younger players tend to kind of just go with it. You know, they're, they're very, very good at just kind of going for every ball and everything like that. So the experience, like it's good to have the experience within the group as well. Um, obviously, good open, like always, are a great side. Um, they are they've great threats all over the all over the field. They're a really strong running team. Um, they come out the right side of two really close matches which was done to them um, and many of Towson as this year's All-Ireland contenders so it's up to us to kind of put our hands up and kind of really put our hands up as well um, Quite a bit of travelling involved I'd imagine Roisin this year because of your involvement with the Cork team and being based in Dublin that's something I would imagine you're used to but it's still uh, quite a big commitment Yeah um, look it's a, it is a lot of travelling but I was well aware that before I came into it um, it's roughly about twelve or thirteen hundred kilometres a week, and depending on where training is, um, that's a big financial hit. But hopefully, one that will be worthwhile worthwhile making. Um, I think this year of all years kind of highlights exactly um, why we like to play sport. You know, it's really highlighted the the human side of sport, and uh, I just think we're really fortunate to be able to play this year. And um, I think that anyone would travel any distance at this time to be able to play at the moment. Well, that's putting it mildly considering the miles you're putting up, but uh, you're clearly enjoying it, enjoying the experience of training and working under Evie Fitzgerald. Mm, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good setup there that we have and the guys work really hard with it and it's, it, um, it's important to recognise them as well for their efforts. Um, just finally, Roisin, obviously... The, this is a big game the biggest game of the year for Cork in the most unusual of years you've got to put in a performance first before you worry about the result but things have slowly been building over the past two games and training sessions and it looks like Cork are in a good place yeah no like we've been training really well like I said uh, fierce competition for places um, there's a real re- there's a real belief within this group um, and like I said the, the real good blend of youth and experience is hopefully going to, to pay off for us Right, Roisin feeling chatting to Jerry McCarthy there. Don't forget, we have a Supermax voucher up for grab, 25 euros. So if you are listening to the show, what I need you to do now is text Supermax and your details, your name and your email address to 086-8104-106 right now. Uh, 41 minutes gone on the clock in the football semi-final championship. The Dubs are 14 and Cavan are 17 points. Not bad, only seven points between them. We live in hope for Cavan. There's plenty of texts coming in in support of Cork City women's team today. They won their final league game um, 2-0. Saoirse Noonan getting both goals. I was looking on Twitter there and I was like, did Saoirse get the two goals? But she did. Um, this lady's been on fire over the last few weeks and no better woman. Now they're off to Tala Stadium for the FAI Cup final next weekend. It is on the 12th um, on Tala. It's 3.15 and I know it's going to be shown on RT because they're going to have a big bumper game. First of all, they're going to have the Women's FAI Cup final and then they're going to have the Camogie final. So it's a celebration of women's sport, two of the games. Um, so we wish the Cork City women's team the very best of luck next weekend and hopefully they'll get a win and they're playing Piedmont United. So best of luck to all and fair play to Searsha today for getting those two goals and all the other teammates, of course. We're going to continue our preview of the big game of the weekend, which is the Rebels. They're in the semi-final of the All-Ireland. Plenty to come. I have Emma Duffy from the 42.e chatting to me. She's up next. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM. Our health. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at
at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Welcome back to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. I'm Valerie Wheeler and I'm with you until 7pm. We are previewing the ladies football semi-final tomorrow. But on at the moment is the men's. It is the semi-final. It's Dublin 16, Cavan 8 points. I think I said 17 before <laughs> before the ads. Maybe that's what I was wishing and hope it was. But it's Dublin 16, Cavan 8. And Kieran Kilkenny with the latest point. It was a goal chance, but a lovely save and it was knocked over the bar instead. Now, we're going to continue our coverage of the ladies football semi-final this weekend. This week on the Big Red Bench, I'm joined by one of the finest journalists in the country. She's from the 42.ie and her name is Emma Duffy. She does amazing work for women's sport. Now, Emma, welcome to the Big Red Bench. Thanks very much, Valerie. Delighted to be here. Emma, it's great to have you on. I know a lot of people will know you from following your pieces online. You're um, a connoisseur of all sports now and we love reading your articles. But how has life been for you in these strange times? Oh, it's been very strange. 2020, uh, I think the same as everyone. Um, I've kind of been, I was home in Cabin for a good while at the start. Um, kind of thinking it was only going to go on for a few weeks. But look, here we are in, uh, in December. But I'm back up in Dublin now and I suppose with, with live sport and, and loads of GA at the weekends. It's been fairly busy, but uh, busy is good. We can't really complain too much. Exactly. So you're at home in Cavan for the famous win. How was life in Cavan? You must have been buzzing for the week. Ah, uh, unbelievable. It was it was just something else. I was actually up in Dublin for it. And um, I'd say I wrecked my housemates' heads. Like They don't have much of an interest in it, but I had them all converted into Cavan fans by the end. Um, oh, just jumping around the place. It was unreal. Um, I suppose it just meant so much to Calvin people across the world and I think that's really gotten out there the past few weeks but now obviously the height of the challenge um, ahead is is crazy obviously the the best football team of the modern era let's say but uh, look anything could happen it's 2020 Do you know what and wouldn't it just be great if that strange thing did happen Emma I mean like it would be just I mean Calvin I think everyone in Ireland would be delighted if that happened yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't even can't even think about it. Uh, but to be there is fantastic. But Jesus, it would be it would be something else. It'd be the biggest shock in in GA history ever. I think. Um, but we won't write it off just yet. Have you been able to get to a few games yourself this year? Have you experienced a game as a journalist in the middle of a pandemic? Yes, I have indeed. Um, well, I suppose lucky enough during the summer being at home, I, I played a good bit of club football. Um, I got injured, so that was unfortunate. But uh, just being able to play was fantastic. And um, I suppose when there was limited capacities for crowds, I got to go to a few games here and there just as a fan. But um, now as a journalist, yeah, the past few weeks have been a bit mad. The first one I covered was actually the Arma Mayo ladies match um, in Parnell Park a few weeks back. I thought it was run really well. Um, Obviously just so strange with no crowd and all the protocols and whatever. But um, just, I suppose the one thing is, and a lot of journalists have been saying, we're just very privileged to be there, to be able to watch these games. Um, and then I was down in Breffney last weekend for Dublin and, Jesus, everything's blurred um, into Dublin and Armagh again. Yeah, of course. So uh, that was a cracker of a match. And I suppose if it's on to go by, we're in for another one this weekend. <laughs> Emma, I spend the morning putting up my Christmas tree and here we are in the afternoon talking about the semi-final of the ladies, which is great. It's great to have it. Oh, absolutely. And I suppose a few months back, we didn't think we would have a championship at all in any shape or form at club or at inter-county level. So to be at this stage of the game, and I suppose largely without a hitch on the inter-county scene, is massive. Um, I suppose, yeah, obviously in December... With all Ireland semi-final um, an inter-county one is, is a strange, strange feeling and it's going to be even stranger, I suppose, on the weekend before Christmas with back-to-back All-Ireland finals um, in Crow Park. It's going to be bizarre, but, but look, just, I suppose, really thankful to be here and really fortunate that we've got to this stage and that everyone has, has put in a massive, massive effort across the country at every level to get to where we are today. Yeah, I know it's been a rough few weekends, I think, for the last three or four weeks. We've had Cork teams being knocked out of the championship like there's no tomorrow. And the ladies football are the only ones left. I'm not putting pressure on them now, but I kind of am. <laughs> We're rooting on these women getting to an All-Ireland final, but it is a big, big weekend for the Rebels. 
Of course, it's massive. Um, I suppose Cork have obviously been the benchmark in ladies football for, for such a long, long time. They won't be impressed, I suppose, with the with the lack of silverware at All Ireland level over the past few years, and and they'll want to right or wrong this year, I guess. Um, obviously, they won't be looking past Sunday at all. Galway are a massive, massive uh, challenge and, and a really fantastic team, and um, but what's at stake is absolutely huge. Obviously, a ticket to the All Ireland final, a chance to play the Dubs and to to gun them down. So both teams will, will I suppose, go into it. Um, they know exactly what's at stake. They know exactly what they can win and what to lose. Um, so yeah, it's a massive weekend for Cork. Um, I suppose the build-up hasn't been exactly ideal, um, but that will all be put in the rearview mirror. And it's, it's all about the football on Sunday. Um, I think it's the first time they've met in championships since 2017. And I'm sure Cork fans will remember they handed out a bit of a hiding to Galway. So there'll be revenge um, revenge on the minds of Galway players there. But then I suppose if you look at the league final last year um, and the fact it was in Parnell Park too, it's kind of a good omen for Cork fans. Yeah, I know. It was like five goals or something. I remember it was six something. To I can't remember it was it one something anyway in the day. But yeah, we are looking forward to a great game. Now we have seen the Rebels have named their team, and I think a lot of people are zoning in on that full forward line. Look how dangerous it looks. Sirsha Noonan, Darren O'Sullivan, and Anya O'Sullivan. It's unbelievable. Like the firepower that Cork have up front is something special, and it's something that I suppose they've really built on and, and used to their advantage over the past few years. That full forward line, as you say, Anya Terry, Darren O'Sullivan, and Saoirse Noonan, the best in the country, like hands down. Um, and then obviously the half forward line isn't too shabby either. Um, and even just girls on the bench and girls that aren't in the squad this year it just shows the strength and depth of Cork football like it really is admirable um, so yeah Cork obviously they've named named their team I think it's one change to the last day um, Galway are the same but look who knows they're probably not the teams that are going to start on the day um, but there's loads to look at there obviously Cork have had uh, a strong campaign so far in the championship um, they had that ferocious battle with Kerry the first day a convincing win over Calvin then so they'll be coming in high in confidence but Galway likewise they've kind of had a tough run um, one point wins over Tip and and over or over sorry uh, I can't think who <laughs> was it Tip and Monaghan of course um, so look they'll be coming in I suppose and they'll take great confidence from those two really hard fought gutsy wins and um, so there is momentum with both sides but I suppose anything can happen on the day it's going to be a really attacking game that's one thing I love about Cork and I love about Galway they really just go at each other and they go at other teams they let the shackles off and I hope we see plenty of that this weekend yeah I'm sure plenty of goals as well yeah, no doubt about it, I suppose, with with obviously those players we've named. Um, I fancy Saoirse Noonan for one or two, I'd say, the form she's in. Um, Galway, likewise, they have a fantastic team. Um, I suppose Tracy Leonard has been their marquee forward for a long time now. Roisin, her cousin, I, as far as I'm aware, is still injured. So that's a bit of a boost for Cork, I guess. But, but the talent within Galway's ranks... Is, is massive I suppose the, the Ward twins Louise and Nicola Louise is in super form um, in defence then they have the likes of Sinead Burke big experience head on her um, likewise with the Corkers then I suppose uh, Galway Alva Daverin has had a fantastic year so far then they have Megan Glynn they have Olivia Dively Mairead Shoga like there's serious talent there we're going to see some of the best ladies footballers in the country the best footballers in the country um, on show in Parnell Park on Sunday and I'm just I'm sure everyone's just really looking forward to it. Probably the neutrals more so because there is so much on the line, and um, but it should be a cracker. Yeah, as a rebel, I don't know. I'll be able to. I'll be able to watch, you know, through an open hand, through the eyes, Emma. Like that's how I'll be hiding behind the cushion trying to watch it. But you know, a week of a semi-final, as you mentioned earlier on, there should be a lot of hype and a lot of positivity. And unfortunately for the ladies' football, that wasn't there this week over the drama of the venue change. Now, I know there's been statements since saying, you know, that um, the ladies' football were told that if Limerick Hurlers did make the All Ireland final, that the pitch would not be available. So they were aware. Of that before it even happened but for it to be happening and for this to be the thing standing out the week of the semi-final is just not good enough I think you know 
we should be here promoting the game and promoting how great the game is going to be and not the disappointment of the girls having to maybe travel 10 hours to and from a venue on a big day like yeah it's it's obviously hugely frustrating and, and disappointing for everyone involved and it just it really annoys me that this seems to always be the way with ladies football and camogie and, and just women's sport in general um, that massive controversies I suppose just overshadow big occasions like this like this week we should be writing about Cork and Galway going at each other um, we should be writing about players like Saoirse Noonan like Tracy Leonard um, girls who are going to light up Cornell Park this weekend but instead we're writing about controversy venue changes disruptions for players and management teams which as you say just isn't good enough um, look I suppose it's it's been well documented this week what's happened and I suppose players and, and management teams really won't want to dwell on it and um, it really did throw things into disarray on Monday bit of a disaster I'd say I can't imagine the logistical nightmare for both teams and um, I suppose everyone would have had their journeys planned out mm-hmm. um, and girls would have had I suppose what time they were leaving at where they were going to stop everything down to a T and, and just getting their mindset in order and um, little things that they shouldn't really have to dwell on too much but they obviously do have to in these strange strange times um, and then for there obviously to be a complete venue switch to somewhere so much further away it really did throw things right up in the air and I suppose it's a bit of a sideshow and it's hugely disappointing but everyone's just going to want to play football and that's the thing and I suppose as a player myself um, I'd bite your hand off to play in All-Ireland semi-final I'd travel anywhere to go and play it Malinhead, Missinhead, you name it I'd be there um, if, there was, if there was a chance to play in All-Ireland semi-final and the chance to get to Crow Park and, and to get your hands on the Brendan Martin Cup so I suppose girls aren't going to be thinking too much at this stage of the game they're just going to want to go and play the football and, and I suppose put all that to bed do the talking on the pitch and that'll be that yeah, hopefully so. And look, we're all really looking forward to it and you'd hate to be bringing up the negatives, but um, we're wishing the Cork the very best luck. I'm going to ask you this question now, Emma. You better be careful because you're on a Cork radio station talking to a Cork woman. So who do you think will win this match on Sunday? <laughs> I'm going to have to say Cork. Um, no, I not just because I'm on a Cork radio station and not just because I'm talking to a Cork woman, I've said, you know, I'm on record a few months back and saying that I do think Cork are going to do it this year. Um, look, they have just a phenomenal team and they've been knocking at the door for a long time. They'll use past experiences or, or past hurts, I suppose, of the past few years to, to try and get over the line this year. And I do think if there's a year where Dublin are going to be knocked, it's going to be this year. Um, the one thing, though, Cork won't get ahead of themselves. They obviously know what's at stake this weekend. Um, Galway are coming into this one just as hungry. I suppose they want to get back to the All-Ireland final after being there last year. They want to right some wrongs themselves. So they won't look past Sunday. Um, but I do fancy Cork definitely um, just, to, just to edge it. <laughs> good answer I like your answer well look we're looking forward to a great uh, weekend and Emma thank you so much for joining us in the Big Red Bench and if anyone is listening Emma Duffy online at the42.e go read her article she's amazing promoting women's in sport and doing all sports in general Emma thank you so much for joining us no problem at all Valerie enjoyed it and enjoy the game Emma Duffy of the 42, Dotty, a cabin woman, I'd say, nervously sitting at home watching this game. Um, 57 minutes gone on the clock in the All-Ireland men's senior football semi-final. It is Dublin, 21 points, cabin, nine. Oh, God. Um, back to our preview of tomorrow. Let's take a look. Let's take a listen to the Galway camp. Here's Charlotte Cooney. She's vice captain of Galway. Yeah, look, it's great. It's great to be in another All-Ireland semi-final. Um training has been going really well you know we have such a huge panel of players and everyone is um, really fighting for their place you know it was a clean slate after the Monaghan and Tipperary game so every position is up for grabs so training is really competitive so it's very enjoyable 
that would be very similar to Cork uh, in that they're in the same boat. But can I just ask you, I mean, you've come through not just one, but two really, really tough tests. Um, Galway were really put to the pin of their collar by a very an improving Tipperary team. And then you had that Monaghan game just recently where you had to fight back late in the game um, against another very, very good and underrated side. I'd imagine that uh, spirits are high in the camp considering you've had to come through such two tough tests. Oh yeah, definitely. Like the two teams that we played really put it up to us. You know, they have some quality players. Um, I think, you know, we had control in both games for a lot of it and then in the last fifteen minutes we let split. Um so just a bit of lax and comp- uh, concentration and that I think, you know, we let ourselves down. But um we've been working hard on it, you know, trying to keep into the game trying to keep in the game, you know, for the whole sixty minutes. Um, but I think it should stand to us like to come out of our group stage of having really two tough battles. You know, the next day is going to be even a bigger battle against Cork. So, you know, I think we'll be well prepped for it. That game, though, um, against Monaghan, whatever about the Tipperary game and winning by a narrow margin, when you're put, when your backs are up against the wall, you really do find out about your team and your squad, as you said, and the importance of being able to bring players off the bench that can make a difference. And that really showed in that Monaghan game. You must have been absolutely delighted afterwards to come out of it with a win. Oh, definitely. And the girls, you know, it just shows the importance of the panel and the strength, strength and depth we have in the panel. You know, it's brilliant. And the girls that came on made such a difference for us. Um, and to come out. Um, away with that win against Monaghan it just shows you know the character of the team is just really really good and it's everyone really um, put their shoulders to the wheel when we needed you know when we needed everyone so just very delighted to come away with the win Now it's been the most unusual of years um, Charlotte obviously because of COVID-19 now pre the first lockdown Galway were going very very well in the league and we're on the verge of about you're about to face Cork actually before the first lockdown occurred but yeah. your your league form was particularly impressive I know now there's been a big gap to the championship since then and a lot of momentum was lost but how important was it to get those league games under the belt considering the time of year that you're playing at now? Yeah definitely and I think I actually think we, you know, we had a shaky start to the league and then each game we were getting better Um and I think it really set a foundation for us this year. Um, with lockdown and everything, it was difficult. But I think, you know, everyone going back training with their club and playing the club championship was kind of getting everyone back up to pace again. And then when we got back in with the county set up, um, it was like as if, you know, we were just starting off where we left off, you know. So it has been, it's been a challenging year. But I think um, the response of the players has been really good. Um, so hopefully, you know, we can just keep going for the next few weeks. How have you found it as an intercounty player? Just, I mean, it's it, it's very unusual to be playing unless you're with your club this late into the season. But I mean, the conditions that you would have encountered and the pitches being that bit heavier this time of the year, you've had to adapt your training accordingly. But I mean, obviously, I'd assume you're happy just to be playing, but it must be quite difficult. It is. Um, you know, the game has kind of slowed down compared to what you'd be playing during the summer. Um, it's tough and, you know, your legs are heavy even in the Monaghan game. It was a... You know, it's tough conditions. Pitch was, wasn't the kind of pitch that you'd be used to playing in summer football. And um, I think, you know, we're so lucky and so grateful to be able to play this year with everything that's going on. I think, um, you know, the conditions are only a minor thing. Um, I think we're very lucky to have the opportunity to play. So I think any player would play in any conditions on the day, you know. Charlotte Cooney chatting to Jer McCarthy ahead of tomorrow's game. Cork are in the All-Ireland semi-final tomorrow against Galway. The game is at half one in Parnell Park in Dublin. Really looking forward to it and we wish the Rebels the very best of luck. Um, it's going to be a great occasion. Stick with us as tomorrow evening on the bench at six o'clock. Rory will have post-match reaction from that game and plenty of other action. The Supermax voucher. You were texting in to win a 25-year voucher and the winner of that is Pamela O'Leary from Mallow. So congratulations, Pamela. We will be in touch with you about your voucher. Uh, 62 minutes, 63 minutes gone on the clock now in the All-Ireland Senior Football Men's Semi-Final it is Dublin 21 points Cavan 12 so I'll be back with you next Saturday night from 6pm and do not forget Rory is on tomorrow from 6pm and Stevie G is on the way next chat to you later bye bye The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM